Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks this morning. Now, yesterday morning, we were looking at the uh, uh, Elihu entering the scene. He enters the scene and, you know, he's dealing with these claims that, that Job's just has this unjustifiable affliction. And he comes right out and says, you know, listen, God is sovereign. He's, he's unaccountable to any of us. And he appeals to Job uh, to rest any statement. He, he just said, stop it. You know, God is God. And uh, he said, mm-hmm. and we remember a couple things that weirded me out. First of all, he tells those guys they're very old. And, and then we figure out about halfway through that he's been there the whole time. He's heard the speeches. He's talking mm-hmm. about the speeches. He's, you know, he's slamming these guys saying, listen, you know, uh, that God is real. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I really like that. I like that, you know, God is mm-hmm. real and, and uh, you need to listen to him. And so anyway, with me, uh, as always, is my, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, catch us up. What's going on with you? What you feeling about Elihu and how you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Doug. And um, as far as Elihu goes, I think we're going to keep learning a lot. And I think, you know, when Elihu gets done, God's going to enter the picture. And, um, you know, I tend to read ahead in the spirit of full confession. You are a head reader. um, (laughs) But I think we have to do that to see what's going on here. And um, God's using Elihu to balance balance things out before he enters the picture. He is. He and is. Yep. God everything God's gonna say is gonna be a hundred percent just and right because that's who God is. Yeah. Everything Elihu says isn't gonna be a hundred percent just and right, but I really believe that Elihu loves God and is seeking the truth. He's seeking to have things the way they're supposed to be and trying to deal with um this whole thing with Job from a very level headed perspective. And so um you know, as we go into chapter 33, um, it's, it's kind of funny because one of the verses that's, that's in the beginning of this chapter is one that I have taught to all of my children when they're young. One of the first verses. Yeah. And so Elihu's just going to come out of the chute here saying, I belong to God. The reason I can breathe, the reason I do anything is because of him. And he's just trying to, I think, get the three knuckleheads. Yeah. And... Job to look at things from a little more of a rational perspective. I agree. I, I think that's what's going on here. I, so Elihu, he's, he's, you know, he, he's, he's straight, he's forward, he's practical. And now we're coming in, we're going to see a little bit of a different side uh, from him. And uh, so if you can go ahead and read that for us, Stephanie. I, sure. Uh, forgive me, folks, with my voice. And, uh, but Stephanie's a great reader. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Wherefore, Job, I pray thee, hear my speeches and hearken to all my words. Behold, and now I have opened my mouth, my tongue hath spoken in my mouth. My words shall be of the uprightness of my heart, and my lips shall utter clear knowledge clearly. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. If thou canst answer me, set thy words in order before me, stand up. Behold, I am according to thy wish in God's stead. I also am formed out of the clay. Behold, my terror shall not make thee afraid, 
neither shall my hand be heavy upon thee. Surely thou hast spoken in mine hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression, I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasions against me, he counteth me for his enemy, he putteth my feet in stocks, he marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. Why dost thou strive against him? For he giveth not account of any of his matters. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men in slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with the pain upon his bed and the multitude of his bones with strong pain, so that his life abhorreth bread and his soul dainty meat. His flesh is consumed away that it cannot be seen, and his bones that were not even stick out. Yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave, and his life to the destroyers. If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, then he is gracious unto him, and saith, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray unto God, and he shall be, will be favorable unto him, and he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto man his righteousness. He looketh upon men, and if any say, I have sinned, and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not, he will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things worketh God oftentimes with man, to bring back his soul from the pit, to be enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, O Job, hearken unto me, hold thy peace, and I will speak. If thou hast anything to say, answer me, speak, for I desire to justify thee. If not, hearken unto me, hold thy peace, and I will teach thee wisdom. Wow. You know what I'm thinking as, as you were reading this and as I was reading along with you, one of the things that came to mind is, you know, how many times did Job want an intermediary, you know, mm -hmm. someone to be an intermediary? Want to plead for him. Yeah, and someone to plead for him, someone to be of God, mm -hmm. and he has that now. Yeah. So this guy's coming along, and I, I mean, he's still dealing with God's sovereignty. He's still dealing with what God can do. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot going on. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me was verse number 14. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceive it not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God speak, but men don't perceive it. And mm -hmm. uh, so that was one of the things that I really liked there is that, you know, man, you know, God speaketh once, twice, but man perceive not. And uh, in a dream, in a vision or in the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of the men and sealeth their instruction. And anyway, he's, he's going on speaking and a couple things practically are coming to mind. Be careful what you pray for. You know, Job was pleading, Job was begging, Job was seeking out uh, a way to, you know, have somebody come along, be an intermediary, be that person, come up and be that individual. And I think that's exactly what's going on is, you know, he's got a strategy there. Uh, I think that's sensible. I think he's using Job's own words. Mm -hmm. He's coming back to him. And, and those kind of things, I think, make a big difference. One of the most important things that I just reading through 
this is you see that Elihu, Elihu, I mean, how do you say this guy's name? It's Elihu. You know, we listen to you, just so you folks know, if we're messing this I've up. I've always said Elihu, and now I'm all messed up. We went out to Elihu YouTube, now. and I listened, just before this, you know, I've said it three different ways, and uh, I always said Elihu, too, but it's <laughs> Elihu. We went out, yes. we listened to these scholars and these Hebrew dudes. So we just stuff. need to apologize up front for how we're going to butcher this guy's name. We're going we're gonna to butcher really Elihu sometime, but listen, here's the important thing. I, I like where you're going with this, Stephanie, and and uh, whatever the name is, we think it's Elihu Hugh because we uh, we listened to a guy on YouTube who seemed pretty smart. But anyway, here you go, Stephanie. So Sorry yeah, so as we go into this, um, in some ways it's convicting because everything he says here is true. Yeah. And the way he's presenting it is, I love how several times the way he makes it very clear to Job that he is not here to judge him. Life application, right here. And, and then, I'll, then I'll come back to you. Life application is be honest, be upfront, be true. All right, sorry. But don't judge people. Don't judge. You know, there's something to be said about not judging people. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably the hardest thing to do because we live in a society where judges. I should say that. It's okay when someone's clearly in sin to say you're being a jerk. You judge your daughter's boyfriend. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so you got to judge a, those kind of things. You're, if there's sin in the church, you have to deal. But I am saying, in, I'm putting the in this point context. Of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elihu does not want Job to think of him as if he is in cahoots with Bildad, Eliphaz, and Zophar. He does not want to be lumped. I mean, he makes it very clear. Um, he says, um, verse 7, Behold, my terror shall not make thee afraid. Neither shall my hand be heavy upon thee. Yeah. He doesn't want Job to think he's here to tell him everything that's wrong with him. I think he's coming to Job saying, Job, these are things that you said that troubled me. And Job said some things that troubled me. You know, when somebody has PTSD, I know there's been things I've said to you that troubled you. And the gracious response of coming back and saying, let's work through this. And I think that's what Elihu is trying to do with Job. And there's a, the verse that stands out. Don't say 10. You got to say 10? Say no, ten. no, no. It's okay. not verse 10. Um, it's verse 11 and 12. It says, Behold, in this thou art not just, I will answer thee, and God is greater than man. Because Job had said these things about God yeah. that were troubling. And verse 13, he says, Why dost thou strive against him? For he giveth not account of any of his matters. He's unaccountable to us. And that's something that you have any person in a trial. Yeah. That's a very hard, torturous, breaking ugly, place to come to. Ugly, ugly that place. That God owes us he, no, no answer at all. No answers. He, he can, you know, people always say this, and I don't know this to be the case. I hear people say, and, and, and I want to hear your feel on this. People always make the statement that you'll know why in heaven. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't know that we will or not. God doesn't ever tell us that. I don't see that in Scripture. I mean, will we he know? He does make promises that all things work together for good to those that he love He promises God. that. He wipes away our tears. And you so know. all things work together for good. So for our good, for God's glory... Ultimately, our good is that we become like Jesus. But, but I think what we're learning here practically is this. Uh, God's not going to I don't know that Job, the Bible never says that Job on earth knew yeah. why he went through what he went through. 
But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, God doesn't have to run up and say, Doug, no, this is why doesn't. you went through these trials. He has no obligation. He has no that. obligation. He's not accountable to me. No. And, and I think somewhere along the way, we need to understand today that, that we're, we're accountable to God. Yeah. And, and if, we, if we're off, if we don't feel right, if life is upside down, is, you know, you got to stop and say, I'm accountable. I'm accountable to God. You know, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've laid on the couch. I see Monday, I get home, I don't know, noontime or something like that. I fly in from Milwaukee and I see myself on the couch. I see Debbie resting. We'll probably go around and clean behind what Doug left in the house. And I'll figure out what my lean and green is going to be that night. <laughs> and, uh, but I see sleep in my future. I uh, hope I see sleep in my future. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying, though, is sometimes uh, we're under the... Uh, wrong impression that God owes us something. That, you know, he's not the man upstairs. God is God. He's so much bigger than that. He doesn't owe us a thing. He gave us life. I'm breathing right now because God chose for me to breathe. And uh, so I guess Elihu, in, in the practical side of this, Elihu is, is, is somehow saying, uh, hey, you're a victim, but God's sovereign and he's unaccountable to us. And that's what I see where you're just at 12, 13, 14, as you were going down through I'm immediately seeing that, that God is sovereign. Once again, we know God's sovereign, but, but he's going on saying, you know, God's sovereign. And uh, we're not going to know what's going on here. Yeah. And, you know. But I, but I also see Elihu, he, he brings God as sovereign. But then as we get into the second half, the last third, really. Yeah. yeah. He says, he talks about God being gracious and how God turns this evil to good he says um then he then he is gracious unto him and saith deliver him from going down to the pit i have found a ransom his flesh shall be fresher than a child's he shall return to the days of his youth he shall pray unto god and he shall be favorable unto him and he shall see his face with joy for he will render unto man his righteousness he looketh upon men and if any say i have sinned and perverteth not perverted that which is, was right, and it profited me nothing, he will deliver his soul from going down into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things worketh God oftentimes with man to bring back his soul from the pit, to be enlightened from the light with the light of the living. And so Elihu here is, he gets it. He gets that God is sovereign and that God does not have to give us an answer. God does not have to give me, ever give me the real reason of why I have to have flashbacks yeah. of things, why I have to remember smells and yeah. all of that. He never has to give me a reason. But, but aren't we, but are we really going to care when us. we enter the celestial shore? Are we really going to care? Well, I think when we get to heaven, no matter whether God gives us an answer or not, I think when we see Jesus, we'll know it's worth it all. If we've given when God we the all, glory. How does that song go? When, when we, we all, all get to heaven? Yeah, yeah. Or do you have what the, what a, um, I was thinking of what a day that will be. Do that one. Give us a verse of that, and then we got to get to the practical side of this. The chorus? Yeah. When we all wow, get to heaven. Wow, okay. We what? offer that to our peeps. So anyway, go ahead. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. 
When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be. And you know what's going on, I think, with Elihu, too, is I think he's Elihu. Again, I'm messing up the name, too. You know, I, I know. I've heard it pronounced seven different ways. It's, it creates a brain problem. If I knew problem. a guy named Elihu, I'd ask him. This is how we say it. But I think he's getting Job's attention here. Yeah, well, I just saw our song, Doug. I know. I saw it, too. Did you see it in verse 30? Yeah. It is there. It messed wow. me up. I'm more messed up than a soup sandwich. To bring back his soul from the pit. I mean, <laughs> that's just, as soon Light as I saw that to be enlightened, out. I know. And uh, so <laughs> there's already been one song. Uh, there's already been one song. And I see another one coming. Is that your songs up there or is that the camp song? Nope, that's the camp song. No, I just want to make sure you had them for tomorrow. But anyway, going back to this, <laughs> let's look at the practical side. I believe we've covered uh, Elihu here in, in chapter 33, and I like what Elihu's talking about. He's talking about a God, folks, that if you're out there that can heal people, he's talking about a God that can return your flesh to uh, better than a kid. He's talking about a God uh, that can make everything relevant and right. He's talking about a God for you guys and gals out there that, that have that hypervigilance exploding in your brain, that that life doesn't seem to make sense to you, the PTSD is getting to you, the, the hurting hearts, and uh, you know, we're talking about a God that just with a thought can make that all go away. But we're also talking about a God that's resting in people's hearts right now, a Holy mm -hmm. Spirit of God, and sometimes we ignore that. You know, Job yeah. didn't have that. You're exactly right. And, and so I think the practical side here, friends, and, and we're trying to find that every podcast, I think the practical side is this. You have the Holy Spirit of God inside you, uh, the God that can change everything, the God that can do everything, the God. We, we just had a guy stop us in the middle of this podcast where, where I'll be quite honest with you, right now, uh, Charles Wesco is sitting about 20 feet from me, uh, Stephanie's son, about five feet from me. We're almost social distance here, maybe six we feet are. Uh, away is, is, uh, is Stephanie. And so we're in the chapel. We're in the chapel at uh, Camp Joy, Wisconsin. I almost said Fort Joy. I almost said, I was, <laughs> it was kind of a fort around here this week with mm -hmm. all the military people here. But a gentleman just walked in and told us he had 15 uh, blockages had to have open heart surgery. He's had these umbilical cells uh, booted into him and his life's completely changed. He's a miracle, he's completely different. Well, the God of all miracles, the God that gave him that miracle, and we're talking from a healthy mom's umbilical cord, she delivers a baby, they save the umbilical cord, then I get cells. I don't want you to think Stephanie and I are weird and we think you can uh, kill babies or something to get Amen that Amen to that. Yeah, because <sighs> we we don't think uh, we're pro-life. We're, we're <clears throat> so pro-life, we, we put stuff on our cars and stuff. But Amen. anyway, here, here Here's the, here's what I'm coming to, and here's what I want to ask you. So practically, you know, everybody knows what you've been through. They've been listening to this podcast. We're a hundred and something podcasts and almost 200. We're, we're cranking on our way up to 200. And, and they would say, how do you channel God to your needs? What would you say? I think we do that by going to his word. The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. And, you know, we may not ever understand in eternity, for sure, the sight of heaven, why God allows certain things. But I come back 
to something that Job himself said yeah. earlier in the book, and that is, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The concept of that when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You sang that song the other night. It's on Facebook. Go to her page. We've, uh, we've got to make a choice. Yeah. The, the way to get through trials, the way to channel God is to not channel God, to let God channel us. Amen. And to be that living sacrifice. And we have the word of God to go to for help, to go to for light, to go to for understanding. Job had none of the stuff. He had God. That was it. Literally. We have God's word. When we feel like we have nothing, we still have God's word. We which do. Is, which is literally oxygen. Trust me, on October 30th, that was my oxygen, was verses. And um, Job didn't have that. And so God has given us so many, you know, unsearchable riches yeah. that are there for us when we feel bone dry or when we feel dirt poor physically, spiritually, emotionally. God has given us his word. And I just love the fact that God th spoke through Elihu when he says, He will deliver his soul from going into the pit and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things worketh God oftentimes with men to bring back his soul from the pit, to be enlightened from the, to be enlightened with the light of the living. God is that light. He is that life. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He's the bread of life. He's that eternal life, that living water. Yeah. And the way to get through trials is to not, not go, not try to channel God. To right. let God channel us and make us and what not, he wants us and to And not mean. to point out the enemy. You know, so often people say to me, a guy said to me a couple of weeks ago, and, and no conversation about anyone who was at camp and stuff. Uh, we'll filter that in three years from now so you won't know what we're talking about. But anyway, a guy said to me a few weeks ago, he said, my wife just doesn't get it. And so he's alienated her. Mm. Almost like God can help him, but God can't help her. And, uh, you know, the guy's looking for answers. He's trying to uh, somehow come up with answers that helps his wife and things of that nature. But, but I think the danger, the danger of the, of the practical side of things is if you get to the point where you're judgmental, if you get to the point where you uh, alienate your spouse, your kids, your neighbors, the guy down the street, or anything like that, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because if, you're, if your wife doesn't get you, right, if that statement is true, something's, something's going wrong. And you got to help that somehow. And whatever the case may be, practical, practical. Going back to the practical side, listen, uh, Elihu has taught us a lot right there. He's brought us to a place where uh, we know good things are going to start happening with Job. Mm -hmm. Job is hearing a voice of reason. Job is hearing somebody uh, who's coming up. He, he's, and Job's not saying anything here. Mm -mm. You know, we're still, they're listening. Things are going on. We're yeah. getting ready for God. It's not too that's far right. away. That's uh, right. And yeah. that's what I think, that's what, that's what I come away with as um, God is using Elihu to prepare the way for him to, to come in. And God's not going to be, from my perspective, I'm going, God, Job's been through a lot. You're being awful rough with him. No, God's going to be just in everything he says to Job, in every way he challenges Job. And it makes me come away so, saying, wow, it doesn't matter what I've been through. It's Though my, my foe may slay me, 
That's How does right. that song go? Though my foe may slay me. I will serve the Lord. And that's what we got to do, folks. Here's the practical thing right there. Serve the Lord. Go to the Lord. Bring your partner to the Lord. Wherever it is you're having problems, go to the Lord. He can fix things. And uh, maybe you need an Elihu in your life. Maybe you to need help somebody to stand up and Enlighten you with the light of the living. Enlighten you with the light of the living. <laughs> uh, you're down in the pit. You're going to hear a song from us, okay? There's going to be a pit. There's going to be light. It's going to shine into the pit. I don't know how it's all going to work. It's already written. Doug, light from heaven goes there. Light from heaven does go there, but we need another one. We need the pit. <laughs> anyway, listen, we love you folks. It's been great. Listen, there's a real important, at, at the end of every episode, Stephanie and I put a very special salvation message. And if you're listening to this today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, can we encourage you to really listen to this? Get a hold of us if you have a problem. Call us, anything you can do. Find us on Facebook, whatever the case may be. Call the office over there, Armed Forces Baptist Missions. Whatever you got to do, we want to help you make sure you know for sure you're safe. Listen, we love you, peeps. Pray for us. We pray for you every single day. Listen to this important message. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing, and the good news that the Bible teaches us today, is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart, that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.